Welcome back to the Spoop. Yeah. It's another month. Another episode, another couple of movies. This time, we're diving into vacation horror. Or, or I think as you called it, vacations from hell. Yes. Uh, and, and I got saddled with writing a monologue for vacation horror. Um, which has inspired me to do something a little different. Because if you go and try and just like search vacation horror movies, you don't you don't get anything really of substance about the subgenre. Which it, no. it, it, there's enough of them that it is a subgenre, but but nothing really. There's no Wikipedia page on it. There's there's no like at least on on like the first hits you get and, and like the first page from a Google search. Pretty much all you get are various articles from various different online webzines that are just like countdown lists of like best vacation horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's that's really mm-hmm. the only the in, the only like information that is immediately available when you when you look into vacation horror films. Which doesn't, like, it, like I tried searching, like, you know, what was the first vacation horror movie? Like, and all I get is fu- these fucking, uh, like, here's here's 11 must-watch vacation horror movies. Or here's the top five vacation horror movie. And it's like, okay, <laughs> fair Ooh, enough. Like, nothing, right? nothing substantial to go on. So I'm like, how the fuck, like, I could, I could go, I've gone off the cuff before, I'm just like, waxing all horror phil- philosophical on the nature of like vacations and them being like supposed to be pleasant experiences but of course the horror movie has to come in and just ruin all of that but like that's that's obvious and i've said that before about uh, like ho- various holidays and other things so something to talk about in the monologue regarding vacation horror movies i finally decided fuck it if Google's only going to give me fucking listicles to draw from, listicles. I'm going to use a listicle. I'm, yeah. I, pulled, I pulled up the number one hit when I searched for vacation horror movies, which is an article by Collider that came out on April 2nd, 2022. And I'm just, I'm going to go through the list and I'm going to levy my, my horror expert judgment as to whether or not they're good selections for a list of vacation horror movies. Because <laughs> I figured that would be fun. <laughs> Especially since I, I scrolled through it, because I'm, I'm like, okay, like maybe I could find like a, like a really old one that I'm not aware of, like in like one of these uh, listicles. Right. And, and found myself getting annoyed by the listicles. And some of their choices. So I was like, well, you know what? There's the monologue. It's it's unlisticles. It's unscripted. It's unscripted, but it it has it has a design that I can follow. So so yes, the worst getaway ever, eleven must watch vacation horror movies, as published by Collider. (laughs) Let's see what let's see what they're 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 recommending here. Number one. Berlin Syndrome from 2017. I have not seen this movie, therefore I cannot fully judge it. However, based on the synopsis given, 
It is about an Australian backpacker on vacation in Berlin. So just based on that alone, that's a vacation horror movie. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. that sounds Mm -hmm. in line. Number two, Us from 2019, Jordan Peele's uh, second film. And yes, absolutely. That is is a vacation horror. It's about a family vacation or a family going on vacation to their summer home and bad stuff happens. So yes, that that is also... A great vacation horror movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number three, The Cabin in the Woods. Um, Cabin in the Woods, more of a weekend retreat, but weekend retreat is close enough to a vacation that I would allow it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, yeah, no, Cabin in the Woods, vacation horror. Number four. Uh, number four, Train to Busan. That train, is not vacation train horror, to busan is not a vacation horror movie it's about a workaholic dad taking his daughter on a train ride that's he's not taking a vacation at least i don't remember him t- being going on right he, he took a day off work but that's not a vacation no he took a day off work to escort his daughter on a train uh it's going somewhere i can't remember i, I think uh Maybe Busan, it, it might have been going. It, it might have been even. going to Busan. I don't know. It, yeah. Trains going somewhere. It doesn't really matter where the lo- oh the locate destination is. But but and it's for her birthday for her to spend her birthday with her mother. But that's not a vacation. It's a great fucking movie, but it's not vacation horror. So already, we're, already I'm getting angry. <laughs> um. Number, I think we're up to five now. Number five, Final Destination from 2000. This one I could go either way on because technically Final Destination is about a school trip to Europe. Is a school trip a vacation really? Because you've got got teacher chaperones. It's kind of like a vacation, but it's kind of not. So I don't know where to fall on Final Destination. I don't know if I I don't consider that a vacation really like hold on hold on and also the vacation gets fucking nuked in the opening scene so like it's definitely not vacation horror after that because they're not on vacation hold on hold on okay so it depends I suppose on where a what what you consider vacation vacation in north america by our terms would be an extended period of leisure or and recreation especially when spent away from home or in traveling it's an extended period so i don't think a day is qualifying enough to be well it was meant to be like it's a it's a class trip to paris and they're gonna they're not gonna spend a day and like fly to paris spend a day and come back but it is a class trip I still don't think it's yeah. It's still for under and, and the class for trip, academics. That's yeah, not and, and also the class trip gets immediately ca- canceled in the opening scene when the plane they were supposed to take blows the fuck up. So well, I guess then at that point it does kind of become so, a vacation. So well, <laughs> well, vacation from life for the for the people on the plane certainly. Yes, <laughs> but for but for the uh, main characters, like they're not on vacation anymore. <laughs> Like, at best, they were going on a class trip, which I could maybe see an argument for that being kind of a vac- type of a, a type of a vacation. But the class trip doesn't happen. So I'm inclined to say Final Destination, not vacation horror. Mm. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, 
Okay, so I think we're at number six. Number six, The Trip from 2021, also one that I have not seen. But according to the synopsis, it's uh, it's it revolves around, again, a weekend getaway to a family cabin. So I would say that that sounds like vacation horror. I'm willing to allow it. Um, number seven, Midsummer from 2019. I think we talked about this. I, I can't remember where we fell on. It's, it's kind of a vacation horror movie. No, actually, it was a vacation horror movie. Yeah. Like, so, like, technically for the boys, yeah, it wouldn't have been because towards towards the middle of it they started using it as some as a way to advance their academic school projects so then i think that would take it away from being a vacation but however the main protagonist the entire time she was definitely going on vacation yeah she was on vacation she was trying to get away from a very shitty situation Mm. so for i would say it would qualify because the main person in the story the main protagonist is technically on vacation yeah I said I, I was I was inclined to like for Midsummer I was like yeah no that's basically a vacation horror movie it's got it's got a lot of the mm-hmm. trappings mm-hmm. Uh, I believe number eight I still know what you did last summer from 1998 um, as I have unfortunately seen this movie more than once uh, yes it is it is vacation horror they they went a trip to Jamaica the Bahamas there you go <laughs> they they went a trip to the Bahamas and then um, a killer starts stalking them. Of course. But they are on vacation in the Bahamas, so yes. Well, they do still know what Uh they did. Yep. That previous summer. Um number nine, I believe, and this is this is where like I initially just like went off the rails on this list. Uh Friday the thirteenth, the original one. Friday the thirteenth is about a a group of camp counselors fixing up a, a summer camp for um work. They're working. They're like, do they slack off from their work a hell of a lot? Yeah, but they're still on the clock. They're doing a job. That's <laughs> right. not a vacation. They have been employed by Steve Christie to do to perform certain functions and duties, and presumably they're receiving compensation of a monetary fashion for said right. du- doing said duties. Uh, that, but of course, that that I mean, it's a summer movie. It's a summer camp movie. It's not a vacation horror movie. No, <laughs> just no. Um, okay, yeah, number ten, the rental, also one that I have not seen. Um, although the list is already making the concession, they 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 didn't even get to t- uh, solid ten. Of which at least two are not vacation horror movies, and already at number ten, we have the caveat of it's more of a slow burn thriller than an outright horror movie. But you know what? I I thriller is just the second cousin twice removed of horror, so I allow a lot of thrillers to be in the horror category. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see the premise book they uh, group of friends book a waterfront rental home for the weekend to celebrate a lucrative deal for the company so a light vacation i would say again kind of a weekend getaway caveat but like i mean yeah it's it's a it's a mini vacation so okay i'll allow it Oh, uh, wow. And then finally, number 11, Blood Red Sky from 2021. Also, I have not seen. And and now we have slipped the bounds of the listicles title completely 
when the when the writer even admits in the first line describing this movie that this is technically not a vacation movie. You had to find 11 horror decent horror movies that represent vacation horror. You barely got to 10. Mm-hmm. Actually, you didn't even get to 10. You got you nah. got, you got to uh, how, uh, Friday the 13th, Train to Busan, Final Destination. So you got to seven. You got to seven picks. And then you're like, fuck it. Here's a movie that takes place on a plane um, that has nothing to do with vacations, because I think um, I read that um, it's, a, it's a woman traveling to America for medical treatment of a blood disorder. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. so. Yes, I. You're right. This is not a vacation movie. <laughs> but are, are, are you sure? I uh, don't know. E- even the writer of the listicle admits it's not a vacation movie. <laughs> Good lord, the but, listicle. I still love the listicle. That's what these fucking things I know. Are. <laughs> so, what the hell, man? Like. Listen, you did not have to stretch. Like you, you get you're, you're saying here's eleven must-watch vacation horror movies. What you're actually saying is here's seven, and like four other like vaguely vacation like if you really stretch it movies that are you know either really good or or well known. And I'm just left wondering, fucking why, man? Like, there were so many, like, <clears throat> fuck, last month on the Spook Show, we, we didn't even do vacation horror. We had a vacation horror movie, Race with the Devil. So oh, there, yeah, we there's did. one. You've got, you've got The Hills Have Eyes. That's yeah, vacation horror. The Hills uh, Have Eyes Part 2. The Hills Have Eyes Remake. All of those are vacation horror movies. Yeah. Um... Jaws um, the Revenge is a vacation horror movie, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were so many other options that the that the ineffectiveness to find even 11 of them that actually qualify annoys the hell out of me. You can't you can't trust a listicle. Can't trust a listicle. Because there's there are like a lot out there when you stop to think about it. I mean, technically, there even though I will never watch it. Like hostel. the lodge, the the lot, yeah, the lodge would count. The hostel movies would count. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the third one. The third one may or may not count depending on whether or not you qualify. Um, going to Vegas for a bachelor party, if that counts as a vacation, I don't think it does. I don't either because, like, it's not. That's again, not a vacation. It's not extended. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not a vacation. That's like a pre-wedding bit of hijinks. No, a honeymoon. Yes, I, I would count a honeymoon as a vacation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even so, you have Hostel Part One, Hostel Part Two. Um, let's see what what are vacation horror movies that I, did I think of? like there? There's a lot of actual vacation horror movies. Is the point that you don't need to pad your listicle 
with obviously not vacation horror movies <laughs> up to the point that when you get to the end, you flat out say, this isn't a vacation horror movie, but I'm including it anyway. Oh, no, <laughs> like, what I like, want. no. And also, just to put a pin in it, there's no hard feelings. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like actually, you know, shit all over the person who wrote this article. Listen, I get like life. Life comes at you fucking fast, and having to crank out like listicles for Collider or whoever, like probably eight times a week. You know, like you do the best you can. And at, right. the, and at the end of the day, even the movies that technically did not qualify, Train to Busan, Final Destination, uh, Friday the 13th, they're all great movies and should be recommended mm -hmm. and seen. So, like, fair enough. <laughs> but Train to Busan I, is not a, Train not to a Busan, vacation. Not, none of them are vacation horror movies, but they are mm -hmm. all really good. So, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's I think that's more or less my my seventeen minute monologue. <laughs> You're seventeen minute. It, but I mean yeah. hey, that was the best I could come up with when I, I like literally vacation horror movies. That was the number one hit, followed by a ranker article, the best vacation horror movies ranked by fans. Hey. Followed by IMDB has a list of travel horror movies. Halloween year-round has 10 awesome vacation horror movies, creepy catalog, 45 road trip horror movies, also creepy catalog, 14 scary movies about travel. See, it's all fucking lists. That's all it is. All the way down. All, all the way. Oh my god. Like, do the pages not end anymore? But, like, yeah, no, it's just lists. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I worked with what I could I had. Hopefully, I mean, it was entertaining. <laughs> um, but hey, and to be fair, uh, I'll give I'll give the listicle a little bit of credit. There's there was like three or four of them on there that I had not heard of and haven't seen. So, hey, now now I'll probably like be more likely to check them out because a couple of them <laughs> actually did sound pretty good. Hey, like even the one that's like admittedly not vacation horror it sounds like it's pretty interesting so <laughs> who knows <laughs> but anyway let's get to the movie <laughs> two movies that definitely are vacation horror movies but weren't on that list but we're not on yeah neither of the movies we are talking about today were on that fucking list there's <laughs> <laughs> not why would it be no but um yeah no let's talk about the movies we, we that are vacation horror movies uh starting with nephew's pick which is frozen from 2010 not the disney film not although disney although film. given our second movie it's kind of funny that you picked the movie oh, frozen man. that's not the disney frozen this is true <laughs> they kind of Can fit I... together pretty well they they really freaking do yeah, Frozen was my pick. Yeah. Yeah. 2010. And I picked it because I read Kane Hodder's um, is it an autobiography when they technically is, or yeah, is it a biography? Because, like, didn't he pen it, but he also, like, he had, somebody he had, helped him collaborate it? So, like, well, he had, he had, like, a co writer, but, like, it was 
So that's an autobiography, right? It's, it's still an autobiography because, like, okay, it was okay. No, I was just making sure I had the Kane, biography. Kane, predominantly Kane's words and like sp uh, spoken from like Kane's perspective. It's not like a book written. A biography would be like somebody else just outright writing a book about Kane Hodder, whereas Kane's book, like, it's from his perspective. He's like, okay, hi, this is Kane Hodder. Let me tell you about my life. Have you heard about <laughs> have you heard about Kane Hodder? Yeah. Um, so I actually found out about Adam Green and um and Kane Hodder through his his uh autobi his autobiography actually, which is a very good read. It's Kane so Hodder good. yeah, Kane Hodder is sounds like a delightfully assholeish man. <laughs> and I mean that with like every like soft little cushiony part of my heart like he seems like the most cuddly asshole i have ever read about like <laughs> he does and he, he i think he even admits to it like he's a bit of a dickhead like yeah <laughs> and but I, like he, and he's I always seemed I like a good natured dickhead no me. but that's like, what i mean like, like, like he seems like jackass, the most yeah, which, like, like he's my like favorite because most... I am also oh, a playful jackass. You are. So. You're like I said, like cuddly assholes. That's what I've come to call you guys. And um, like it, it I I just appreciate it because like it's it's one of those rare situations where he's perfectly aware of who he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he doesn't apologize for it. And I'm like, I I that that's yeah. fucking respect you know who you are you're comfortable with it way to go and like so like anything he wrote in his book i i really like just because he was being so frank with everything like i really yeah. wanted to look more into the stuff he was talking about so like of course you showing me the tv show that he was on uh, adam green was yeah yeah so watching that <laughs> yes. which was great oh yeah, um, yeah. holliston is amazing but watching that, it did not really set me up for what Adam Green could do. Yeah. And, and yet, weirdly enough, because I, I think I watched this and also Hatchet before I watched Holliston. But, like, having seen Holliston now and, like, seeing more of, like, Adam Green, like, he he's playing a character on Holliston. But it's a character heavily based on himself and also... Joe Lynch is playing a character heavily based on himself. So, like, seeing that element of them and then going back and watching this, I'm like, I appreciate it so much more because, kind of like you with Kane Hodder, like, having seen Holliston, I became a lot more of a fan of, like, Adam Green, the dude. Right. Like and, and it gave me a lot more of a, a, of an appreciation for his movies. Yeah, like, well, and also, like, it, it, he for for Frozen was great. I don't ever want to watch it again, though. <laughs> um, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I the tension made it to where I did have to pause it a few times. It was like the tension in Hereditary. Yeah. So applause. Yeah. Uh, because Hereditary also great movie. Don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> um. And, like, that's not a slight. I just, like, I got it. I got the impact the first time I watched it. I don't mm -hmm. need to be reminded that I never want to go skiing. Just, right, like, I don't right. ever need to be reminded that I don't want a possessed child coming after. I don't know. Honestly, I still don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to be haunted. Whatever just, the fuck know, hereditary was. I, I don't need to be reminded that I don't want, want it, whatever okay? the fuck but hereditary like, was. But, like, I, I, know, I know Adam Green is probably never going to hear this. But, like, 
I put the the tension in Frozen up there with like Hereditary, and it it like yeah. I know Frozen came first, uh, uh, like, but it. It's nice to see now, like, when I sit there and I go, oh, you liked Hereditary's Tension. You should really check out Frozen from, you know, from this. Like, because, like, I th- it's that same level. Like, it's real uncomfortable. You yeah. know they're making a bad choice when they decide, oh, we're going to go for another run. Nah, you should have just fucking mm-hmm. left. You should have left, you dumb idiot. As everything they- is shutting down, let's bribe the guy to go back he, up and- one more time. Right, and he already put the flag on to shut down the ski yeah. lift. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh, I just, I just, I, no, I, mm-mm, no, that is like, no, okay, like, <laughs> you, I don't think you've ever, no, you, you haven't, so in a blizzard, blizzards are no yeah. fucking joke, okay, like, I, I play them lightly because, like, honestly, like, out of all the natural disasters out there, they're the, one, they're the ones that, like, least freak me out. Yeah. But, like, they're still it's fucking still- serious yeah Yeah. um and like these kids who know how two of them of which know how to ski Mm -hmm. should understand this it's being that they ski right uh, it should understand the severity of this like even with their short little little realization for consequence and action like it just made me the, the beginning of the movie it made me so mad um not in a bad, not like, oh, how could you write characters this stupid? I could easily see it fucking happening. Yeah, no, I I felt stupid. like that was an accurate representation of, like, oh, yeah. like er- early 20s, like, we're just having a good time. Nothing bad will ever really happen to us. We'll be fine. Oh, like, no. just that naivete of youth. Like, is I see what it. it streamed up, as, a, as opposed to them just actually being stupid. Like, yeah, they didn't no. seem like stupid people. They seemed naive. Yeah. They they and, they were they were in the age bracket of 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Yes. So like okay. Yeah. Well, they may have been bulletproof, but they certainly weren't wolf proof. <laughs> they were not wolf proof. <laughs> um also, no, I they never want to go skiing. Proof either. I never want to go skiing. I'm no. sorry. The, the skiing, I, skiing I, in my bag. Snowboarding now. Like uh, like listen, I'm too old for that shit at this point. I I would just break my fucking neck. So, I'm good. I'll watch other people do it. Like, that's Great. fine. I'll hang out at the lodge. I just don't want to... <laughs> I just don't want to go up on one of them ski lifts. I'll pass. No. I'm good. Yeah, no. As, as someone who also does not is not a fan of heights. Oh, I don't sitting, mind heights. Sitting in rickety seats that are elevated a significant height above above the ground. Great. No, I'm good. No, I'll pass. I'm good. No, like, and it just, it just, it also amazed me the amount of like safety features that were lacking. <laughs> like, I'd think there'd be more safety features for a ski lift, right? Also, that guy that closed things off shouldn't he have been maybe more on the lookout to make sure that they got out? Not that that's his responsibility, but he did let them go for another run. Yeah, but then he got called in um, to talk I don't to care. the boss. Well, I mean, he, he did say, say to the other guy, there's three more coming down, but unfortunately, happenstance being, there were actually six more coming down, and he just missed that there were also three other snowboarders. On oh. The 
Like that's that's where the mistake really happened. Like he he says there are three more there are three more about to come down. Wait for them before you shut everything down. And then unfortunately there were three snowboarders already on their way down. So when the second guy sees them come out, they're like, "Well, there's the three. I'm shutting it down." That would be like my word. No, I'm sorry. Like there, I know. But also, no. yeah, a good point, a reason as to why, like, yeah, you you buy the official tickets, <laughs> and when they say we're shutting down, you don't beg your way on no. to go for one last ride because shit nope. like that could happen, and like it's no one's fault really at the establishment. It was just a horrible mistake. That was that hey. was that was set up by their own reckless action. One Which out of I three ain't bad, at least. Yeah, but I appreciate that take on it, it where, <laughs> where it wasn't, like, the fault of, like, the ski company or, like, the ski company weren't, like, the bad guys secretly or anything like that. It no. literally was just, like, an unfortunate fucking act of circumstance and a mistake mm-hmm. that, was, that was predicated about they got themselves into the situation by being kind of dumb. That and Wolves got a free lunch. <laughs> yeah, Wolves got uh, pipe and hot dinner. And breakfast. Yeah, maybe for brunch. real, for real. <laughs> maybe a brunch. But yeah, no, I I so yeah, this is second time for me. Uh I enjoyed it the first time. I think I enjoyed it more this time. Because again, I, I think like after seeing Holliston. Mm-hmm. Um and on top of that, like, also seeing seeing Halston. So now, like, I know what Adam Green and Joe Lynch look like. So when it shows you the, like, half-second cameo of them in the other ski lift going like, Yeah, come on! Get this thing running again! I'm like, oh shit, it's them! They're here! <laughs> there they are! <laughs> so that, that makes me smile. Um... And also, just the fact that um, uh, Sean Ashmore's character is literally Joe Lynch. Like, his character's name is Joe Lynch. And, <laughs> and after having seen, like, his character in um, Holliston, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's a variation on, on Joe Lynch, the guy. Yeah. Like, I could absolutely, based on how he acts in Holliston and how this character is acting here, I'm like, yeah, that just seems like Joe Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I also appreciate again. It's one of those movies that's like, <clears throat> just just from like the trailer or the concept alone, you're like, okay, we're going to be spending a long time with three characters in an isolated location. That shit could drag real easy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. No, and, and a lot of movies like that, I feel like they will devolve into like whoever your small like cast of isolated characters are. It just devolve like to to eat up runtime. They just do extended scenes of everyone yelling at each other. Yeah, usually. And, and there really wasn't that. There there was a Mm-mm. there was a brief moment of it after um the boyfriend dies, which was well, made perfect yeah. sense and. and felt right it felt right that they were going at at each other mm-hmm. in that moment and just venting all of this fucking just anger and shit at each other just like it made sense that like in the next scene they're back to helping each other again because they're they're both in a really bad situation and they're likely going to die there and they're just trying to make the best 
of it for one another. Right. But I like that there was no, like, secret, like, romantic subplot where the best friend actually had the hots for the girl and, like, resented his friend for being with her. Like, I, I like, because a lot of the movies that, that are similar to this, I feel like they would have gone in that direction. And I yeah. really like that this movie did not. No. In fact, she was the final girl. Yeah. Oh, God. Was she the <laughs> final girl? Yeah, she she worked for it, too. God, against Mother Nature is the yeah. prime killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is definitely in the in the also in the subgenre of damn nature, you scary. Right. <laughs> um, but like, you know, so it, it, I I I just really enjoyed the pacing of the movie. It went incredibly um <coughs> it moved well naturally. Yeah, it's well paced. It doesn't I had to take drag. breaks cuz it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, the wolves were wolfy. Yeah, ten out of ten for the wolves. And I feel like he even did the wolves well, like because the wolves are a threat, but at no point does it feel like the movie is like villainizing wolves. No, because it's when just, she fell, the, they the, technically the already had a, a meal. Yeah. Well, the wolves are a threat because during times like that, especially like during colder periods. Oh yeah. You know, you, there's food. a shortage of food. Yeah. So, um. And, you know, and, yeah, they're going to be a bit hungry. Right however, is it's yeah. that's fresh meat. Like, exactly, and and however, I I do appreciate, go I do appreciate that you know Adam when when he was doing the movie and whoever advised him on how wolves worked, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that you know if they've got the food they need, they're not. Yeah, they're not humans. No, they're not going to just. They're not going to kill. No, because they don't have a way of preserving that food. So yeah. why would they kill something that's still alive? Also, yeah. if it's injured and it dies a little further away, then it keeps their kill there safe. So, like, there's yeah. a multitude of things to it. Like, they're not, like, obviously she's not a threat, so they don't need to go after no. her. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that because I that's that's very realistic as to how predators yeah. tend to work no you know yeah. especially in the an- well at least in the animal kingdom right um but like i no, i don't ever want to watch this movie again it made me <laughs> very uncomfortable and thankfully there's not a lot of it, it's not like this movie and well i mean thankfully for me um i i still highly recommend watching it i just can't oh, handle yeah. a lot of tension in my movies anymore yeah. so like one viewing is good for me um, yeah. but like this one doesn't really require rewatches for me because like it, nature be scary. That that's it. Like it's not like there's multiple interpretations of it. Like hereditary no, could understand needing to watch it a few times. Yeah, it's a straightforward, fairly simple story done very well. And, yeah, like, I could see like if you're super into it, I could see watching it a bunch of times. But I could see enjoying it and being like, yeah, I I don't need to see that one again. Like, no, I got, it should I definitely. It. Yeah, I I would recommend it to people, but I, I don't need <laughs> to watch it again. Also, other fun facts or, or fun um, trivia that you only really notice after you've seen Holliston. The, mm-hmm. the 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 mountain they were skiing down was Mount Holliston. Oh my god! Of course it was. <laughs> I didn't so, even catch that. Seeing like all those little threads like tying in through Adam Green's movies, just like it makes me like happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that's fucking great. Well, whenever I whenever I read up on like Adam Green or I look into him, he just reminds me kind of like a you. He is he is very much like him and Joe both are like huge horror fans. 
Yeah, like yeah. I could see like this. Like you, you guys just remind me a lot of each other with how he wa- l- reacted. Like when we watched Holliston, which we still have, like I think one more season to go, and then yeah, um, one or two. Listen, I hate good things coming to an end, so I'm always. I'm <laughs> sorry. Listen, so um. That's fine. You know, it's I, been so long since we watched it now that if we ever go back to it, we can just start from the beginning. That'd probably be for the best for me. <laughs> um, but like I um, it's it's just it's just interesting to see like like and now I really want to watch the Hatchet movies because the Hatchet movies sound like they're gonna be they're fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, they are fun. Um, but. Uh, this is. I look forward to seeing what else he does as time passes. Like, because I think this was his first film. Uh, first, first major film that I. That's, that I know. Yeah, first, like this first is the one where film, I remember. Yeah. Like, like prior to this, I had never heard of Adam Green, and then this came out, and suddenly, the name Adam Green started getting thrown thrown around. Right. Well, <laughs> according to a uh, according to an article from 2010 from Dread Central, when it was played at the Sundance Film festival um people fainted oh of course yeah and i'm just like <laughs> of course they did <laughs> I, I i i like i need to see a picture of this fainted individual please <laughs> like don't get me wrong movie was very very tense yeah but like oof, i have a few questions did they have like a medical problem <laughs> right. like well, those I, are always, just, like, fun hype stories for new horror yeah. movies. It's like, yeah, somebody in the audience puked or had to leave or Bro, when people or... say that about pl- movies like Raw, though, I get it, man. That entire hair scene was gross. But, like... Right. Um, I, I can mean, see I it with, like, see it with, like, the moment where, like, her hand is, like... She wakes up and her hand is frozen to the rod and she has to slowly peel her skin off. Ooh, you don't do that slow. Just do it fast. Just do it but, fast. But, yeah, no. Like, like there were some moments like that that I could see, like, being, like, too intense for, for certain viewers. <laughs> yeah. Especially from that time period. Like, there, like past 2010, there was, like, a lot more mainstream gore. Yeah. But I feel like 2010 was still, like, maybe right on the cusp of, like, when the torture porn stuff started getting big. Well, like, so, and also, and, and like, also, this the torture realistic. porn stuff was a lot much more real. That's what I was going to say. Much more of a realistic depiction of like gore and and bodily injury. Yeah, well, like Frozen also like is is a relatable horror. Yeah. So like, it's something that could reasonably happen to you. Like, I I, I enjoyed the entire story though. I wasn't just dis- displeased with how it ended. I wasn't displeased. No. Yeah. No, like it it went like. It ended ended realistically. Like I wasn't sure if she was gonna make it out to the road, honestly. Right. Yeah. Like I, I figured she was gonna make it like just to the road, and the end of the movie was gonna be a car passing by right in front of her, and she they just don't know if she slowly gets covered by snow. Right. Like, like yeah, that's no, what it, I thought the ending was gonna e- be. I was gonna be like, easily Fuck! gone the dark ending route, but like, yeah. And I'm a fan of dark endings, but like, I'm. Uh, but as far as this one, like, yeah, no, I'm glad she got picked up. I'm glad she made it. Oh, me too, because she ain't coming out of that fun. A lot of no. her was frostbit. A <laughs> yeah, lot of she... her was frostbit. There is a good chance she does not get to keep her limbs. That one hand, Maybe? for sure. At least, yeah. Cause like, and, like, yeah. definitely some skin grafts on the face. Oh, yeah. Because her face was pretty bad. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But also, like, just now thinking about it, well, I thought about it in the moment as well, but I just now remembered it. But, like, other way, like, aspects where, like, knowing a little bit more about Adam Green and then going back and rewatching this, you see a lot more of, like, him in the writing. Like, particularly when um, she starts getting really upset, not so much about dying, but about, like, her dog that is just a puppy that's left alone and is maybe starves to death. And, like, Adam Green, like, he every year he does Corgi-thon. Because he, he, he had a Corgi for a long time. I think he has another Corgi now. Um, and he just does a charity to, like, help Corgis. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see, like, like knowing that and then hearing her That her just makes me about, want a Corgi. About the, the her little puppy that she's so scared is going to get forgotten. And, and he's not going to know, like, that what happened to me, he's going to think I just abandoned him and he's going to starve to death. And it's like, I, I can see that coming from a very real place of, of Adam green placing himself in this situation and what he would be terrified of in that moment. Bro, that'd be like, mean. Just what are you talking so about? Fun. Yeah. It's, and it's relatable. It's very relatable too. And like to know that he even comes from like the source of it comes from probably a very sincere place of, the writer director being like, this is what would terrify me if mm-hmm. I was stuck on the ski lift and likely to die. I would be so scared for my little dog at home. Yeah. And it just, it makes that moment hit like that much more knowing that it's like that, that is essentially like to my mind, like that's Adam green speaking directly, but like it works so well for the character too. Oh yeah. Um, uh... Oh, and then the only, only other amusing thing that I noted, just because it, it kind of ties into last month and, like, our, uh, us talking about how iconic Jaws is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the production companies uh, that did this movie is uh, A Bigger Boat. <laughs> a direct Jaws reference. And not the only production company that, that is directly references Jaws in its title, because there's also Bad Hat Harry. Or maybe it's just Bad Hat Productions, but it's it's from Jaws, where the, the little old man with the uh, swim cap on sits in front of Roy Scheider and is, like, distracting him from watching the water, and, and Roy Scheider eventually says, that's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> that, that inspired the name of a production company. I mean, so fair. The, the icon that is Jaws continues to persist, even when you're very far from the water. <laughs> Y'all. And even the movie references Jaws when they're talking about what would the worst way to die be, and like getting eaten by a shark comes up. I mean, it would be pretty terrible. That Let's would be, be pretty fucking honest. Yeah. Mostly because I don't like the ocean in the first place. Yeah. Not like not that I don't think the ocean is cool. I just don't want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's deep, and it's not mine. <laughs> And I don't want it. It can keep itself. Yeah. Ocean is scurry. But I gave it, um, personally myself, I gave it favorite story. Um, I gave it favorite poster because I know some back history to that poster. And I know that is a legitimate shot. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in the book. Uh, like him dangling it's been, it's been years yeah since oh I've yeah yeah he so he's dangling from that like that's a legitimate scene like keen otter had his work cut out from him for him because like oh 
Adam Green's very practical effecty. Yes. And he does not compromise. Yes. Good Lord, does the man not compromise. And I'm <laughs> glad he doesn't. Yeah. Glad he doesn't. So, like, Kane Hodder, they should have pulled up the book and the. I, so, wait, is that Kane, the person dangling from the ski lift? Is that Kane? That is Kane. Uh, that, no, wait, hold on. Hold okay. on. Because, of course, Kane has a, has a brief but very, very nice little cameo mm-hmm. in this as well as the uh, snow lift driver, uh, the snow plow driver. And he also, I, I know he also did do uh, stunt coordination on this as well. He did. Yeah, he did do stunt coordination. So, even if, on even it. if that isn't Kane dangling, like he would have coordinated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that shot. <laughs> Prior to the filming of this movie, Adam Green had never set foot on a ski resort in his life. <laughs> and Adam Green is also terrified of heights. Hey, buddy. Yep. Adam Green, if you're listening, if you if you ever want to go to a theme park and watch other people ride roller coasters, I'm there with you, buddy. We can we can sit down at the the bottom and watch hold everyone else's shit. Right. So, and the uh, the film, so there is not an ounce of CGI or green screen or soundstage. This is all yeah, the actors and actresses were truly suspended. It. Yeah. Over 50 feet in the air on the side of a real mountain in Utah. Yep. Utah. And uh, so to get the shots of the air chairlift moving with the actors and actresses speaking on it, writer, so Adam Green and Will had to shoot everything themselves is the as the hired crew were too scared to do it. <laughs> so Adam Green. Yeah. Scared shitless of heights. Yeah. Fucking was up in them ski lifts. Hey, man. That's Bruh. the hallmark of a good director right there. You ain't lying. Like, that just gives me even more respect for him. Like, that yeah. is that is insane. Because, like... Good lord. That... Oh my! And no, there is I... like, especially like, if he was running the camera and whatnot, like I could see that being a good like kind of salve against the fear. Because mm-hmm. I remember like one time, like I was filming something and I was just like, like I had the camera, I I laid down on the ground, like I didn't give a fuck. At some point, somebody says, "You know, there's a spider right next to you." I'm like, "Okay, how close is it?" <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's it's like a couple feet away. I'm like, okay, let me know if it gets any closer. And I kept filming. Yeah. If I was not filming and somebody said there's a spider right uh, like a foot away from you, I'd be like, well, I'm going like 20 feet that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never going back to that, that region of, of the yard ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that belongs to the spider now. I'm leaving it the fuck alone. But because because you know I had the camera and I needed to get the shot, I was like, "All right, like let me let me know if it starts coming towards me, and if it does, do something." But other than that, I'm gonna keep shooting. Right. So I I think my favorite things because there was a lot of things that were done really really well, but yeah. I do got to point out um just just to kind of debunk how how scary this is and how how re- how real this actually happens. Yeah. Um. Is so basically ski resorts have things called lifties right um and what they are is they inspect uh they inspect the lifts at the end of every shift to prevent this very scenario from happening so there's somebody who comes in behind that second guy right and double double checks so they don't they don't play 
Yeah. They, during this time frame, lifties were already a thing. This would have been, and this is a yeah. well-known, based in the movie, this is a well-established ski resort. Right. You know, um, so no, they would have had lifties. They would have had somebody double-double. So this situation actually in reality, maybe, maybe back when, maybe if this was like a period piece set way back in the day, there wouldn't have been lifties. Right. But like in modern day eras, it's just impossible for this to happen at this point. So like this, this movie right. actually is, is completely impossible at this point <laughs> well i mean that that's good but also yeah. like the nature the nature nature of film and horror film is to oh, take, God, yeah. take, take situations that would likely never happen in a million years and be like but what if they did though <laughs> like horror movies are the worst case scenario handbook for ever for and for everything mm-hmm. it's like anything that possibly can go wrong is going to go wrong because it's a horror movie. Um, so, like, and it's even more appropriate, given the nature of this movie, to give it a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Eh? Suspension? Because <laughs> they're suspended up in the air? Eh? Eh? Well, the other problem with that, though, is is one of the reasons, you know, when, when a ski lift is closed, and a ski resort is closed, more than just the because uh, they were also closing for maintenance, I believe. Um, they were closing for weather and also because for for the week, like they weren't yeah. open during the week. So they still they were have closing early because of bad weather that was coming in, and then they were not scheduled to open for the rest of the week. So the moment the weather had passed, <laughs> yeah, maintenance crews would have gone out, so they wouldn't have even been hanging there that long. Like they would have right. been like the moment the storm had passed maintenance crew would have gone out to check everything. So they might have had a little bit of frostbite, but all three of them would have survived realistically. Right. If they And that's if, also Yeah, if real world. If right. real world. But al- so, but also presuming that they knew that which they didn't. They were under the assumption that they definitely would not be found for a week. Yeah. Which they may have been mistaken in that. Yeah. They they might have gotten found like literally 2 hours after the fi- the end of the film but they they were already in pretty bad shape by them but they if they had all sat in the yeah the if chair, they had they only been, yeah there there was a lot of like thing things going from bad to worse because of um panicked we have to act now action oh yeah taken. if only they had zipped up their coat put on their gloves and even at the end like when she finally does fall like i think part of the um the thing that like allows her to survive better is because the so much snow has fallen that the distance is significantly less than it was when the first guy tried to jump. Oh yeah. And also it's much softer snow because it just it hadn't been packed mm-hmm. down. Exactly. So, and so, also yeah, like depending on of, how like, you land on snow. Of, yeah. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna wanna land differently. Cause like in in water you wanna you wanna go at the water feet, as straight feet as first, possible. Clench your butt yeah. Hole. yeah. Clenched butthole feet first. But in snow, especially if it's no. fresh snow, <laughs> you wanna like because like you can disperse. survive most falls. Yeah, disperse. So like go ploop, like and try to land back first, I believe. I, I yeah. don't quote me on that one, but like because like you don't wanna break your nose. <laughs> that sucks. No. Um but like yeah, like there are a lot of ways. Now, like you're screwed, of course, if there's like a huge rock under the snow or something like that. Oh, but you yeah. were screwed to begin with. Yeah. But 
I, so I yeah, don't know. there's a lot of like go, it goes also, from bad it to worse because 50 of, feet of in the air act, like, because of acting too fast in, in an effort to be like we got to get out of here. But even even that like I don't I didn't ever look at the characters and be like you guys are fucking idiots. It's no. like it's like okay, I understand like being in kind of a panic situation, being like, okay, we have to do this something. This is one now. of the times where I'm gonna be like, like you're not I gonna saying... rationally think like, oh, let's let's calm down, let's just wait, just wait right? a little bit, and, and like come up with a solid plan that that could has the like best again, chance of working. Other put than back just on your fucking gloves. Panicking and being like, fuck it, I can Zip make up your coat. I'm just gonna jump, I can make it, I'll be fine. Like, I could see that, again, the naivety of just being oh, like, yeah. gotta do something, this is the most obvious thing to do, I'm just gonna do it. I think they could have been okay if they zipped up their flipping coats. <laughs> like, they might have gone hungry for a little bit, but they could have they could have like sucked on icicles for water. Yeah. I'm not saying they might not come out of it with a parasite or something or some type of infection, but hey. And then like zip up your fucking coats. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about it. If they zip up their coat, like they would have been in a much better spot because they were in snow gear. Yeah. Like it's not like they were in lackluster clothing they were in ski gear so like yeah reasonably if, if you if you bundle up enough and there's three yeah mm -hmm. and i mean maybe maybe worst case like maybe one of them should have cut open one of the other ones and hid inside of them <laughs> like, you inside know, like a tauntaun yeah yeah <laughs> you know that definitely definitely somebody would have survived but there you like, go, maybe yeah. one of the boys would have survived. Come, so one of the boys needed to flip a coin skinsuit. yeah exactly fashionable for every occasion <laughs> but no I, I like honestly i'm jesting with that one like i i'm pleased with how it ended like i could yeah. have had it end either the really dark way or the way that it didn't i still would have been pleased like i'm yeah. okay with how she had to work hard to live oh no yeah it, it's it's oh, a she satisfying had to work hard for yeah, it and it's I'm, a not, satisfying say... survival yeah mm -hmm. no i, I I would have liked to have seen her hand not get so fucked up if she had just put back on her gloves. She would have been fine. I think she might have thrown it at the uh, snow uh, snowplow because they threw a lot of stuff at the snowplow trying yeah. to get attention. Which again, well, then... it, it, long term, fucking dumb. Short term, makes perfect sense because if it oh, had yeah. worked, they would have been fine. Oh yeah. If anything, they should have thrown more shit at him sooner. <laughs> yes. And, well, and yeah. he, he might have been like, hey, what the fuck is that? And been like, oh, shit, there's people up there. You're not supposed to be there. God, you better hope. Don't ask me to throw it. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Cause I well, actually, ask me to throw it because maybe I'll hit him in the dick by accident. Because that's my <laughs> that's my luck. Yeah. So I definitely get his fucking intention. Yeah. Um, And then uh, it got... Uh, scariest movie for me because oh my god, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it got sleeper hit for me because like it's really really good and I don't hear about it enough. Not um, as much and, anymore, yeah, yeah. And then it tied for Escape with from Tomorrow for favorite SFX because Fair. like yeah. Frozen, yeah, like Frozen practical effects were amazing, but it was really interesting to see what the dude did. <laughs> Yeah. With Escape from Tomorrow. So yeah. like 
see you got you got a number for me got what uh, you do uh favorite kill because just the reveal of sean ashmore's like absolutely ripped apart body like i remember that shocking the hell out of me the first time i watched it and it is still it's just so fucking brutal and, and it looks so realistic too mm-hmm. like that looks like a body that has been ripped apart by wild animals <laughs> um and also just the the lead up to it, like he he starts sliding down the hill and the wolves just rushing after him. I'm like, fuck, that's terrifying. Um, favorite story because again, like the I, I'm always a bit hesitant with movies like this because I feel like it's either going to be a slog or it's going to devolve into like the like the character drama bullshit that like I I mentioned earlier, and it doesn't. It it's totally doesn't. It, it finds a way to be very well paced. And mm-hmm. maintain essentially the likability of all of the characters throughout. Mm-hmm. Like none of the characters really go full asshole at all. Favorite poster because yeah, that is that is just a great poster. Like I I like the Escape from Tomorrow poster just because it's like a bastardization of Disney. Yeah, but, but like the Frozen poster just looks so damn cool. And the <laughs> fact that like it is like. And, and knowing that that's a that's a practical shot of somebody dead yeah. from the ski lift is makes it even cooler. Oh yeah. Uh, strangely enough, comfiest movie because like before everything what? goes wrong, it's pretty comfy. What's wrong with you? It's just hanging out in the snow, like flirting with girls. Most of the movie is everything he... going wrong. Oh, I know, but before that, compared to the other one. <laughs> oh, neither of them were comfy for me because also them hanging That's out was fair. kind of uncomfortable. That's fair, but they used but she prior... she she fucked with that dude. Yeah, to get a free ski lift. Yeah, like I don't know. That just it's that doesn't bother me. It's like ah, oh, whatever. I, oh, also, I just think it was like that. Like it was uncomfortable because they were doing a lot of shit that I was like, no, don't do it. Yeah, fair. Because like it just seemed like a bad idea and. Yeah, it 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 got that from me. It got the it got no. That's the, fair. God like, damn like, it! You, you doing a I no wish vote you for had comfiest. ten more years. <laughs> what? If if they only had ten more years on them, they'd understand oh, why well, everything yeah. they did was a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. No, I completely understand you giving no vote for comfiest this month. But for me, like the the lead up to uh, to the bad stuff going on in Frozen, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty comfy. You're yeah, you're weird. I am. But I love you anyway. It's okay. <laughs> uh, scariest movie was uh, for me a tie because they're both mm. scary for different reasons. That's fair to me. Uh, most quotable Frozen. Uh, they mm-hmm. they they name drop uh, Star. They make Star Wars references. They make Jaws references. Oh, like, you know, like there there was there was a lot. Like I like I liked the banter between known between I like the banter between all three of them. Honestly, like it was good banter. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's that's all it got from me. Alright. So yes, uh, take us to Escape from Tomorrow from I'm introducing your I'm oh, introducing you, you? your okay. movie. No, means. this okay, this oh my god. Oh my god, what <laughs> have we watched? We go on vacation <laughs> to have a good time. And instead it is turned into a <clears throat> I hated the main character. <laughs> I hated him so fucking much. Well, this isn't an introduction to the movie. But it's, it's escape the from movie tomorrow itself, from 2013. 
Yes, it's Escape from Tomorrow from 2013. But so it it was it was honestly guerrilla filmmaking at its finest. Oh yeah. Like it, it, it like I don't know any other way. Like that's the biggest thing. Like when I was like, oh, I'm gonna take over. It just it was an amazing feat of guerrilla film work. Oh yeah. Like that's no, all it, I wanted to interject, and then you ma- can continue. Oh well, I mean, yeah, you should have waited thirty seconds because that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> like was- this, this is a testament to like like the probably one of the highest testaments of guerrilla filmmaking that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um. And especially in an era where it feels like, weirdly, guerrilla filmmaking is not as, like, openly prevalent as as it used to be. Well, it's not and, as possible because and, if people's faces show up in things, you know, you run with issues there because you didn't, if you didn't collect but, their... But it's still, like, but at the same time, it's it should be even more possible, and, and it does still happen. Mm. Um, I know... Um, was it the the people who made uh is it called Hellbender? Hellraiser not Hellraiser. Is it Hellbender? Well, my question is is if you film something using guerrilla techniques and then you know, you film it and you you yeah, premiere the film and you make a profit off of it, don't you get tr- in trouble for it after the fact? Uh you might you're definitely if if you're if you're doing guerrilla filmmaking, you're definitely opening yourself up to potential legal trouble for sure. However, a lot of people still can just kind of get away with it, right? <laughs> uh, but yes, it was it was Hellbender from 2021, made by uh, the Adams family, but not not the Adams family you're thinking of. Uh, they're they're a family of of filmmakers that do a lot of horror <laughs> stuff. Um, but they, they, uh, they did, uh, I remember cause they showed it on, uh, the last drive-in and they, they were on talking about it and they were talking about how they essentially did a, did a fair amount of guerrilla filmmaking when they shot certain scenes in like public. Uh, um, and just how easy it is to get away with because like they filmed it on essentially like a Canon, uh, like the, like, kind of like the one I used to have where it just yeah. it looks like a regular film camera. Yeah. And, and that's essentially how, uh, the, um, um, uh, Randy Moore, who who made Escape from Tomorrow, got away with doing what he did because well, he, he filmed it all on, on just... little little like consumer grade video cameras that tourists bring all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that makes sense. Yeah, I I just because I mean, luckily it's it's not like he was trying to make something horribly abstract. Like it was a it was essentially at its core about a family vacation. It was fairly abstract, though. Well, it was, but, like, I mean, as far as, like, being able to get away with some weird stuff, Mm -hmm. um, having a wife and two children with you make it a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Disney World. Like, he was smart. He was surprising. Not surprisingly. He was smart about it. Yeah. Oh, no. It was was clever as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, to To get away with it. Um, he got oh so he actually got away away with it like even after it came out because like i'll admit i didn't the, follow anything the, mo- on the movie got released um di- and uh disney kind of just didn't he, he was worried that disney was gonna block the movie um, right or, or like take him to court or, or something like that uh but what wound up happening essentially was like disney kind of was just like yeah we know about it and then they didn't do anything 
They just decided they, to they fucking just, ignore they it. They just quietly, yeah, they just quietly ignored it. I um, think that was probably the smartest thing they could do because if they realized if they engaged with it, it would make it, it blow would up even further. It would make it blow up even more, yeah. And, and like, to be fair, like this, like this blew up like back when it first got announced because like filmmaker covertly films a horror movie in fucking Disney World, and you're right. like, what the fuck? But like after that that batch of articles came out, like. Yeah, this this film has kind of dropped into relative obscurity. Um, it did, and it's because that's exactly like I can see like di- exactly why Disney did what Disney did, and that's amazing. Like I, it's it's the opposite, I think, of what he was maybe hoping would happen. Oh no! From what from what I, I read, uh, like he was he was actually genuinely concerned that Disney was not going oh, to. Oh, that's good. It. Okay. Or, or they were going to do something to, like, keep him from releasing it. So, like, when when they just quietly didn't do anything or, or like, barely acknowledged it, he was like, okay, good. <laughs> I, can, I can release my movie now. Essentially, um, probably to, to, if you've seen it, like, no surprise, uh, the, the, a lot of the basis of the movie was revolved around daddy issues. Uh, and, and him, like, working out, like, kind of the relationship he had with his father and the memories of his father taking him to places like Disney World mm-hmm. uh, was kind of the inspiration and basis for it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a fucking wild-ass trip. It goes all over the fucking place. Uh, it does. And I was okay with... Like, a lot of it, I think the point where I kind of just didn't see a point is just the over-sexualization of the kids. The, right. the teenagers, the French teenagers, like, yeah. gross. Also, oh, yeah. like, I, I get, like it just made me hate him. I had no sympathy for him. I'm sorry, I'm oh, sorry. No. the way, yeah. especially after how he acted in the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like, he was. Full I on I I had to mode. pause and put away the movie for a little bit because right. like I was just so skeeved out by that, and I was just like, "This is this I I don't see a point in this." It, 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 that was the point I was getting to the, the the to him chasing around those French girls. Like I understood his wife was yeah. not giving him what he was looking for in forms of intimacy, but to fucking look at young children, yeah. I, that felt pointless to me, and for me, that's probably the biggest thing I hated about this movie. Like, I don't hate things about movies very often, right? But in my opinion, the director threw in the the weird French underage subplot for no fucking reason. There was no point in that. Like, it really, actually, now yeah. as I'm talking about it, and now that we're talking about it, it actually makes me quite mad. <laughs> I, I, it really does because it's it's like putting in nudity for the sake of just having boobs in something i like, mean I, i'm typically a fan of that though <laughs> okay i guess uh then i guess um a, not, a not that i'm scene, saying a rape saying scene you have for the to... sake of a rape scene yeah i could that i that yeah that tracks closer that like, like yeah so that that's what i put this in because it's pedophilia for the sake of creepy pedophilia like yeah. and it wasn't necessary to the story. You could have had it, like, you already had how he was getting his fucking lust taken care of by the evil wicked witch lady. All right? Why is he still 
it's just it's creepy and it's unnecessary well, it's i do not those... see what it adds and, and like it's it's unfortunate like like because i didn't start like trying to like look stuff up on this movie until like today and yeah as soon as i started looking into it there's a fucking lot and i'm like fuck me i should done this earlier in the week <laughs> to like have a better understanding of the movie as a whole but like it definitely seems like it was like from the director's point of view like fairly experimental fairly personal dealing with father issues so the father character essentially could be a representation of stuff he remembers from his father maybe uh, like i i haven't looked that deep into it but just trying to like connect the threads and, and like take like knowing that like it was inspired by um i i guess his I, own childhood I, just a representation of that type of a character and, and I, just like a bad dad um I which suppose... I could see that it it did it did it did make up a lot of the movie and was just kind of uncomfortable. I will yeah. agree with that. It like made the me only, gag. The only there like, was a point where it made me gag. Yeah, where I'm just like, this is over the top, disgusting. Like the, the only thing that I could kind of relate to it in any capacity, and certainly not to like the creepy levels that it goes to, but it did kind of remind me of like um you know times being at like a theme park or something like that and like you get to the theme park and you see like that one person or maybe like that that one group of people and you you don't know them you, you've never seen them before in your life but for some reason as long as you're at the theme park everywhere you go there they fucking are and you're like what the fuck now granted this movie takes that element and just turns it completely into weird pervy stalker behavior mm -hmm. i'm talking about like legitimately no one is like or at least on my level i'm not creeping on anyone i'm not stalking anyone but i've definitely had instances in theme parks where every time you turn around there's that one fucking person again like 20 feet away and well, you're like sure and you're like what the fuck like why are they always there so like that was the only like kind of connection i could have with that entire subplot and again that subplot like at first it starts out kind of like that and then it goes into weird creepy obsessive stalker behavior and i'm like yeah and i guess fuck and i, I expected them to be a bigger part of like the weirdness going on and they never really were it no other than giving him the cat fever yeah, like they kind of hinted at it, but like it, it was just a very bizarre kind of subplot that was definitely unnerving and creepy, but didn't really tie into anything. Yeah. But a lot of the subplots were kind of just weirdly uncomfortable and didn't tie like like the, the person that's in the in the rider with the neck brace, who is is like really creepy in their own right and kind of oh. has vague pedophilia connotations to their attitude there's like they, a lot they of they feel like a little pedo-y um there's a lot of pedophilic like stuff in this film that i've noticed and yeah. i i just so i guess my issue with it is is if it's him dealing and i i know it's art and like i can't tell yeah. him how to represent his art but like there's if it were written from the perspective of like the little boy, maybe more so. Right. 
like if it was focusing on the child, the boy, right. not not the dad. So right. if it was more more, not, I'm not saying it has to be like POV, like hardcore Henry, but like if it focused more on what was going on with the boy itself, I would have understand it. I, I would have understood more so the the how the dad was acting acting being weird, but like it was the the vacation was almost entirely from the view of the dad. Yeah. So the pedophilia doesn't fucking make sense as far as like coping with how something you witnessed I I, I don't know it just felt unnecessary to the storytelling like it felt really fucking unnecessary like it felt it felt uncomfortably unnecessary because like pick a lane and like like it just I, I, I don't I don't know it was I guess I didn't like. It. Maybe if I liked David Lynch more, <laughs> maybe I'd understand well, this that, kind or, of. Or there's also the other, the other like maybe reason for it, which is like to essentially. Well, what what is like, and one thing that I did really enjoy about it, it's especially it being a guerrilla film, may filmed covertly in Disney theme parks, mm-hmm. was taking that 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 vestige of it's the happiest place on earth nothing bad happens here which is of course a fucking lie and like ripping the fucking sheet back entirely on that and be like no this is not the happiest place on earth this is where all of the bad stuff happens the the disney princesses are rented out to uh rich japanese businessmen as as prostitutes they're they're kidnapping children Right, and, but and he's... selling them into sex trafficking. They're like, th- like this is all the st- like the dark, seedy underbelly of of a Disney theme park. Like, l- and this is all it is, and, and this is what's really happening in a I kind guess... of um, like experimental, um, surreal way. Which is what um... amazed me even more that Disney let this movie just kind of release at all. Because <laughs> it definitely I, I, does not play, paint the Disney Corporation in a good light. I guess I I don't know if it I, I, it felt over the top and ridiculous in certain points, and then it tried to be art housey serious the next. It needed to pick a lane, and I think that's what my it couldn't decide if it wanted to be fucking David if it wanted to be David Lynch. Uh-huh. Or if it wanted to make fun of Disney. And it didn't, it, it, instead of picking a lane, it decided to sit on the, it decided to sit on the bar of it. And it made certain parts of it overly awkward and unnecessary. He, sh- he should have picked a lane in the story. Like, that's fair. It, like, it's, it's, cause I was like, I, I think it's really starting to make me pissed when I think about it. Like, up until the point where he suddenly gets taken to a secret place underneath and like there's all this sci-fi shit i was sitting here and it it, it threw me through such like a 180 Mm -hmm. i was like this makes no fucking sense none of this actually makes any fucking sense and like i'm trying not to hate on it but i think i just don't think it was done done well now that I think, like, he he didn't pick a lane. Like, it was like, um, you remember when we were watching Iron Fist? And, like, 
Yeah. Um, the dad, the, 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 um, I can't remember his name now, but Harold? he was like, del- Harold was delightfully evil. He was fantastic. But yeah. like, he didn't really fit the story to a degree. Well, he was, to- he was very totally different from like, what, yeah. what Danny was doing and like his, his role and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and that's how I feel totally like the mismatched. story, the story in this is, is, is totally different from what was actually going on in my opinion. Like, because he was, it was about like just this bad dad acting like shit, maybe slightly losing his mind into it's actually this huge plot about the subcorporation that Disney doesn't even fucking know about. And they're trying to steal your children, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> like it goes from being something to where like, it's, it's very clearly like a marital um, like a breakdown of like the, uh, the 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 standard family nuclei of America. Right. It, it, it's a break. It, it, at first, I was like, "Oh, this this looks like it could be like a Lynchian take on on the family dynamic in America and and family vacations, quote unquote." Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "Oh, this is cool," and then it turns in you know to the subplot of where you know it's it's all a conspiracy theory and like. It came out of nowhere, and I thought it was really stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did like if if it no, was its own fair. movie, if yeah. it was its own movie, cool. But it didn't right. belong with the first portion of the movie. I think I would have accepted the dad being a creeper if they didn't switch perspective in the movie so much either. Like because they switch perspective from the dad to the kid's point of view in a way to the dad's point of view to the kid's point of view to the dad's point of view and they never really make it clear when they totally make that transition right so like you end up i don't know i just it wasn't it was poorly organized even for a, <laughs> like a for an experimental film i get it but like well that's the thing there if you if you're talking experimental like th- there is no rule book <laughs> Like there you, you isn't, can but there do is you want. still you can, and, but and, there is still a decency with things. And I'm sorry, uh, the pedophilia in this felt unnecessary. There was no point he should have been continually stalking after those children. Like, there's just no point. There's literally zero fucking point other than to be like, "Ooh, look at me! I'm including a dad being a skeever towards underage kids." Ooh. Like that's what it kind of felt like, I guess. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I think I'm to the point where I'm just tired of people <laughs> doing things for the oh, look at me being edgy. Because that's right. what it felt like because of the tonal shift towards the. I'm sorry, I've gone on a parent rant, <laughs> but like I, I just, I just the tone shifts, and it, it's stupid. It, it, well, it's not stupid. It's just. <sighs> I mean, it definitely like like it it hit, it hit you much differently than than it hit me. And like for the re- like skimming like some of the reviews for this movie, you're not alone. <laughs> like if anything, I would say you're probably on like the majority side of um, takeaways from from having seen this movie. Well, I think why I'm so mad about it is is the film work was great. The right. special effects were great. The I loved that it was all in black and white. I yeah. enjoyed the special effects of him being dead at the end of it with the cat flu. I, you know, there were certain parts of it that I was like, whoa, that's really fucking cool. And then he's like, I'm going to stalk these two French, like, 13-year-olds for, like, a third of the movie. 
Yeah. Please don't. Creating uncomfortable tension for a horror movie, and then there's just being uncomfortable. Congratulations, sir. You're uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) I don't don't know. And it's not... It just wasn't done right. That's that's I think my problem. I, I don't I don't know. Fuck that experimentalism throws everything <laughs> out of the rule book. I don't care if it does or not. Like it, that doesn't mean you film a rape scene that's an hour and a half long and then slap the title of experimental on it and you're okay and you're free from being able to be called a skis ball. Like <laughs> I mean, you essentially more or less described uh, uh, irreversible, which. It's not an hour and a half rape scene, but it is like a 15 to 20 minute rape scene. But to be fair, like that, it, it is the most important fucking scene in the movie. It's not just, it's not just there because that's, like, it's very, you know important. what? That's okay. That, yeah. not that it's okay. Like, oh no, but it, if it it's is a an fucking important horrible scene part- to watch. Of like, the story, is, but like, I need you to think about this entire goddamn movie. Watch, but. And ask yourself, was there ever at any point in time that the, the fucking excessive pointed points of view of chasing those French girls had anything to do or added to the story? No. Like, I really don't think it did. Trust me, it came across if, clear enough. If, if they had paid it off with, like, tying them into being part of something, other than just vaguely alluding to they might have been part of something then maybe but as it is like no i could see it being it's unnecessary yeah yeah like and i think Um, that's it like my issues would be gone if there was a reason for it right but there 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 was like for me there wasn't and i'm sorry i feel like i'm kind of bullying you to be like there wasn't wasn't, yeah i kind of don't i i kind of don't like now i feel uncomfortable about saying anything nice about the movie (laughs) no i'm sorry i don't mean that you're you're welcome to i think i'm just you're like i can and for the record like i completely see where you're coming from yeah like yeah i i apologize i think i got a little bit more heated with this than i realized um like i said i did enjoy the film work and the way he got the film his character creation needs work. That's that's what I'm gonna go with. That's that's what I'm gonna. But like no, like the special effects. Like it was legitimately watching him go through the "It's a Small World" ride, right? And like the fat, like that scene, and like it's got like some other like like song attached to it. But it but it's close enough, and you recognize the ride, and you're How like, you want to that? This is this is about a man music. literally losing his mind. Yeah, it's a small world fucking ride, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Apparently, I just needed to get all my and, rage and out. By the way, and it's filmed so... in the small world ride, like actually mm-hmm. go filming in the small world ride and showing how we like fucking breaks your fucking brain, like and making that l- a legitimate scene. Like, I I really enjoyed that. Um, I. I... I think it was just fun personally to be seeing them wandering around and being like, I've been on that ride. I've been on that ride. I walked <laughs> yeah, past you've been there. to Disney more recently. I haven't been to I've Disney eaten since I was a child. Yeah, it, honestly, going as an adult, Epcot, probably about the only thing that interests me anymore. Like, yeah, I, I think Epcot was the last one I went to. I think I was. Epcot's great. You want to know why? Because you go there 
and you walk oh, around. Booze everywhere. Yeah. Well, there's booze everywhere, and also they've got they've legit like real good and food. like really good food. Yeah. Really good food. Yeah, like their Japanese like food adults. is to die for, and their German food is uh, is good. It's good. You know, that's the one thing. Disney, you do your Epcot well. I can't, I really don't care about the rest of it. It's all cool and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. You know, you keep doing and charging people your overpriced tickets for what you're doing. Uh huh. But Epcot, <laughs> Epcot's where it's at. Like, yeah. you could get like a year pass as a resident down in Florida for like pretty cheap. And you just go during the off season, which is when you want to go as a human being anyway, because otherwise it's crowded as all hell. So. And then you, yeah, you eat some good wine and you drink, or you eat some good wine and you drink some good food. Yeah, there we go. Right. There we go. But it, no, it was actually kind of cool to see that. And like, also, I apologize for my horribly vivid rant on this. Apparently, oh, that's it made fine. me angrier, angrier than I realized. I mean, better out than in. It is. Well, like I said, um, everything you said was perfectly valid and. Like, yeah, and like, please don't feel bad about saying nice things. There are good things about the movie. It's just the thing that I think is most important to me in stories, at least for me, is the characters. Yeah. And the characters in this were just all really unlikable. Yeah, all, I'd agree except with for that. the little girl. You know, honestly, the even little the little girl, was, girl was all right, and the yeah, little boy was all right. Was all right. Little yeah, boy they was were a kids. little bit of a creep, but like, well, he was creepy. He wasn't a creep, but he was creepy. No. Well, I mean, you are like the little girl, so was the little pass. boy from she's... Pet Cemetery, but I liked yeah. the little boy from Pet Cemetery, even Fair. though he was murderous. Oh no, I liked how creepy he was. Like he was, yeah. he was a perfect yeah. creepy kid. He was um, a perfect creepy kid, but like the kids were kids. Like the, yeah, kids, the kids were doing kids, pretty. They, they were fine. Like yeah, yeah. The, the little girl, like she was cool. Mm-hmm. I just I characters um, are really really important to me. So yeah, like when fair. when they aren't done well it makes me mad, I guess. Or when they're done too well, it also makes me mad, but in a good way. But, because then they die inevitably. And, <laughs> and I gotta be sad. But, like, a character, characters, character development's really important to me. And I just don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care oh, no, I can't characters. say, I can't say I really cared about any of the characters. And, no. But like, it also, like, I don't know, for me, like, it very early on was, or, or even before, just, like, seeing the trailer and, like, knowing how it had been made, I, I kind of went in pre-jacked with, like, okay, it's gonna be weird, it's gonna be surreal, it, it's gonna, it's just, this is gonna be just, like, a weird trip movie. And mm. it is, it, it's a weird trip movie. Um, as far as, like, so, so like, especially filmed the way it was, I was like, the story's probably going to be bare bones and, like, kind of hashed together from, like, the footage they were able to get and what they could fill in the blanks with with green screen work. Because there's a lot of shots that were filmed, obviously, with green screen. But oh, yeah. It, it worked well with the style of the movie, I thought. Like, it, even though mm-hmm. it's, like, obviously green screen, it, it kind of lent itself to that overall surreal atmosphere that the movie cultivates even when it's not green screen. Mm-hmm. So by the end, uh, and like the, yeah, like the, the dad being a creepy, um, like tween age stalker for a good portion of the movie. Yeah. That, that bit did go on a bit long. It did. It didn't irk me to the same level that it irked you. Cause I was just like, all right, 
let's just, I think it's I'm here for the weirdness. This is this is still part of the weirdness. So like that, let's just see how this plays out. Maybe um, that might also come from like um a gender perspective. I'm gonna I, be honest. I absolutely I think it does. I don't know. Like I just kind of took the movie for for what it was. Uh obviously that part didn't like like I noticed it and I was like, that's fucking creepy. But clearly I didn't have the same it didn't hit me the same way as it did you. I didn't um, realize it hit me until just now. Apparently. <laughs> right. Um but but so for me, like taking it as as a whole, like I, I saw it like one of two ways in terms mm-hmm. of like interpreting like kind of like the experimental surreal surrealness of it all. Um, right. One being like that like essentially um Disney World is uh fucking purgatory. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the these people have been trapped there for like an eternity and they're just going through and, and it seemed to be leaning more into that once the wife started seeing the weird shit too. And I was I was like, "Oh, they're they're fucking all dead and in purgatory." <laughs> and Disney World is fucking purgatory. It's like literal oh, no. like, like hell on earth. Or and again, it was something that I think the movie vaguely hinted at, but it didn't come right out and say it. Um, I feel like the the main dad character, because uh, at the at the start of the movie, we we have the footage of riding. I don't know what ride that is. Magic Mountain, maybe, whatever. Like the train ride thing, roller coaster. Oh, uh, you're asking the wrong human. Whatever that one is, but like the the opening scene is just like footage of people riding this roller coaster. And, and through the opening credits, and the, towards the end of the opening credits, there's this really blink-and-you'll-miss-it shot of one of the passengers getting their head fucking clipped clean off their shoulders. Um, and I, I missed it. At, I was, I was like, kind of watching it and whatnot, and it happened. And I'm like, wait, did somebody just get fucking decapitated? Right? And I had to back it up and watch it again. Yeah, Somebody did you not? Did you not? Did you not notice that in the opening? No. Credits? Yeah, the, a passenger on the ride gets fucking decapitated, which again is is amusing because there are legit. I don't know if it was Disney, but there are legitimate cases of stuff like that having happened at theme parks. Huh. So to open the movie with that, you're like, it immediately says, "Okay, this movie is going to deal with the dark side of theme parks." Um. Which I think is also why a lot of that other stuff didn't hit as strongly for me, or didn't feel as unnecessarily gratuitous to me, because at that point I was like, okay, this is literally the darkest side of, of theme parks, and this is the dark shit that happens at theme parks. Wow. Uh, filtered through a horror movie, experimental gorilla horror movie lens. So I was like, okay. But also, it's implied, like, especially when, I think it's when he's confronting the woman that he sleeps with. The, the like, the evil witch woman. Um, and, and she even, she says to him at one point, have you ever seen someone be decapitated? It's not like it is in the movies. And he has, like, these weird flashes back to that scene. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is meant to be he was that past that guest who got decapitated and the entire movie is like his dying brain, decapitated brain going into a weird fucking 
trip and like hellscape and the purgatory of being trapped in Disney forever now. Um, which typically movies that end with, and the twist is the main character was dead the whole time. Usually I fucking hate those movies, but, and this one didn't even fully like go that direction. But like when I started to suspect it might be going that direction, it was going to be one of the rare exceptions where, like, okay, I like how they use that twist then. Mm-hmm. Because the re- a lot of the issues I have with movies that hinge on that twist is prior to that, they have a lot more of a stable plot that is filled with, like, weird, crazy shit that um, they don't bother to explain until they get to the twist, and then the twist is, oh yeah, this character was dying, and this was some weird head trip they were going through as they died. And mm-hmm. that's why everything was weird. The end. Mm. And and it's just, it plays as such like a lazy fucking cop-out of a, of a twist ending, because they did so much crazy shit leading up to it, that they're like, we don't know how to explain this effectively, so I guess we're just going to take the cheap way out. Um, whereas this movie, the entire movie is surreal and like nightmarish and nothing like there, there's vague hints of plots, but they like come and go in like this kind of weird dreamlike swirl, which as conveyed felt like it could legitimately be someone's like dying brain coming up with like having a nightmare like mm-hmm. someone's dying brain have because it because it really felt like living in a nightmare and a lot of right. nightmare logic so that that's why if they had fully committed to that being the reveal at the end i would i would have been happy because like the rest of the movie lends itself to that being the answer right um instead we have weird like kind of pseudo disney corporate plot things that are happening where they replace you with other use kind of maybe like it 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 doesn't really give any definitive answers as to what the fuck it was um but i don't even hate that because at that point either one of the either disney just being a purgatory where the guests can check in but they can never check out or more specifically the the dying nightmare of a shitty dad who's been decapitated by a ride at Disney. Like, right. I, I like both of those story concepts, and both of them fit. Um, so, so that was kind of my experience with it. And so, as, as a whole, like, I wound up, like, really enjoying it. <laughs> But but now uh, but now I feel bad <laughs> for really why it. I, I mean know, you're okay it's okay you to have very, enjoyed it you made very valid points and like I don't have uh, like I've got like I'm not going to defend the fucking movie like you're absolutely right on all of those <laughs> points and like I, I've got no fucking argument against it I mean so. that's fair though it's your it's your opinion though and same yeah. as it's my opinion I'm I could be wrong like I. You know, maybe he's like, well, maybe if you would pay it a little bit. Like, maybe I missed something that would have explained it all. Like, who knows? Right. Like, it, it's entirely possible. Well, similar but to, wow. um, 
Uh, Real quick. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, because you were like, I don't know if this happened at Disney. It did happen at Disney. It did. Okay. Yeah. In 1984, a 48-year-old woman was riding the Matterhorn bobsled, and this was in Disneyland, not Disney okay, World. Okay, so over in California. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, the there have been 26 deaths at, <coughs> at since Disneyland has opened right. in 1955. That's that's actually really good. Uh, don't let's not talk about right. Disney World that's down in Florida though. The more deaths. They have a lot more. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Their dots light up the board, and Ooh. like most of them happen in Disney World. Out of the 26 fatalities that have occurred at Disneyland's Florida, below are seven incidents in which the park guest died because of a ride. So there were 26 fatalities, but only seven of them were actually due to a ride. Yeah. Since 1955. That's a pretty good track record. That's, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, so, yeah, Matterhorn. It was the Matterhorn bobsled. When she was thrown from the ride, the next oncoming bobsled stuck, struck the woman and decapitated Ooh, her, right. killing her instantly. Mm, After yeah. investigating further, it was discovered her seatbelt was not buckled. It is unknown whether she unbuckled it herself or if it malfunctioned. Yeah, they've had, what was it? They had in October of 2000. They had a four-year-old boy that fell out of a cartoon spin ride mm. uh, that was found to actually be Disney's fault. But also, and just like another thing that I enjoyed mm-hmm. about the movie was, again, a movie that outright like takes that, hello, come to Disney. We're the happy, we're the most magical, happiest place on earth. Nothing bad right? happens here. And just taking a movie and being like, bullshit here's here's a uh, not and not even like factually based but like but what if the happiest place on earth was literally fucking hell right uh, oh, and, also and using just... some real events to to kind of tie into that and, and and on top of that to to make that movie and to guerrilla filmmake it in disney world like fuck me right like just on concept alone i love that like one he covertly filmed right. in Disney, and then made like a pretty hardcore, like anti-Disney movie in Disney, right? Like from so concept alone, I'm like, the balls on this motherfucker. Like I love it, but it may also be like something like my experience uh-huh. with um, Phil Tippett's Mad God is is like twenty or thirty year stop motion like dystopian epic that that he worked so long and finally got finished um like there's a lot of people that that don't like that movie because because of like you know the story and and stuff like that i personally enjoyed the hell out of it because again like i i saw the trailer i'm like okay i'm gonna strap in for like 90 minutes of like phil tippett like going fucking nuts with stop motion doing every crazy weird fucked up thing he can with stop motion and like that's all i expect that's all i want Mm -hmm. and that's what the movie more or less delivered and i was like that was a good time is it is it the greatest you know plot ever no (laughs) um it's it's kind of a a mess it's a mess in a lot of ways but like it get it delivered to me what i expected from it and as a result i really enjoyed it so it was kind of a similar experience with this, where I'm like, I have a vague idea of what to expect, and it delivered that. Right. 
And, and I thought it the at least at least like on a technical level, like it delivered that in a really cool way. So mm-hmm. I really didn't concern myself with like the characters or the plot as such, right? Just because it was hitting all the other boxes that I expected it to that that I mm-hmm. enjoyed. That's fair. No, and I just wanted to put out there, by the way, uh, for the um, for the Disney death thing, it's actually yeah. from the DeMarco, uh, Arduro, and Montevideo lawyers website who handle, from what I gather, those cases. So it's citated with the actual cases that went through okay. with it. It's not just those, because there's a lot of rumors going around about, like, false deaths. Right. Right. Um, that happened, I think, particularly in, in spe- specifically with Space Mountain. But no, there, like, as far as I know, there's, I'm not seeing any list of a fatality with someone being decapitated on Space Mountain. That right. one is false, from what I can gather. Um, yeah, so like, but I actually just, do like, have, spot, I have like somebody getting like decapitated on a roller coaster or something. Oh yeah, like that. That's a pretty prevalent, like at least urban legend. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's it's a reasonable one to be scared of. Like yeah. roller coasters, be scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, why do you think I don't go near those fucking I mean, things? <laughs> I can't go near them because the pressure actually causes me to have a panic attack now. Yeah. But no, oh, I gave Gabe from tomorrow got favorite kill. I really liked the special effects for the Cheshire Cat. Oh yeah, nice like little wrap the, up. the cat sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cat flu. It was it was it was real good. I didn't think about it when they said the cat when the nurse said the cat flu. I didn't think about how that could end, but once it ended yeah. and I saw the Cheshire grin. I, I think I, was like, I missed yeah, like no. what she said. Like about like I, I heard her say something that's like everyone's concerned about it and da, 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 but I didn't catch what it was. Right. I was more I like at that point I think especially like after like they go away and she just starts sobbing. I'm like I'm like oh okay yeah no even more evidence that that Disneyland is purgatory like right? she's trapped there too oh no <laughs> um, um but but, yeah, but also... then once it got to, he starts hacking up fucking hairballs and I'm like what the fuck and then it flashes right. back to everyone's yeah. concerned about the fucking cat flu I'm like oh shit cat flu like a riff on like I'm sure at that time it probably would have been like swine flu or, or bird flu or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then I gave it most quotable because I thought something in there would have been most quotable for you. I don't honestly remember either <laughs> one very well as far as like words. Right, that's just never my forte. So I, well, I took I an easy shortcut between two movies. If one of the movies has dialogue that references Star Wars or Jaws, that's the safe bet. To pick up those. That's things. the same. I'm just saying for the future. Like if you listen yeah. and you and you hear, it's like, oh, that's a Star Wars reference. Like, pro- like it's not a guarantee, but like it's likely you're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're trying to guess which one I'm going to pick for most, ones. right. Uh, and then it got favorite music for me, mostly because I really couldn't remember the music from Frozen, but I could remember the, the cheesy, yeah. probably royalty-free music that was used right. in uh, uh, Escape from Tomorrow. So it won because so fit- I remembered so it. So for like, not being official like, Disney licensed right? tunes, but capturing the vibe of Disney licensed tunes. Right? <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh, favorite SFX was tied with Frozen. Because, like, again, the gorilla work, the special effects were great. Yeah. Um, and then neither of them got neither of them got comfiest movie for me because they were both yeah. uncomfortable. Um, and neither of them got most entertaining for me because honestly, I not was a lot of entertainment value in either of these movies. I will say, yeah. No, yeah, not in the degree of like. Neither of them are like fun romps. No, and and that's not meant to be an insult. That's just meant no, to be some, a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, it's just they, like. Neither of these movies were fun. And just to kind of put it, like, I would much rather watch through Frozen and Hereditary back to back <laughs> than watch through Escape from Tomorrow and have to sit through a second of that pool scene <laughs> ever again. I never want to see it ever again. That was the most uncomfortable thing I have. Yeah, it might be one of the most uncomfortable things I have ever watched. Um, but would you give it? Uh, sleeper hit. Um, tied for scariest. Uh, favorite music because again, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the faux Disney music was <laughs> delightful. Right. Uh, favorite special effects because like yeah, a lot of the um the visual effects and like the all of the uh the stuff on the rides turning demonic. Like I I just I like the stylization of the effects in this one. Mm-hmm. Like the almost um, drawn effect. Yeah. And yeah, no, that was really neat. For for me, uh, between the two, like it, it was tough, but like I did give Escape from Tomorrow most entertaining. Because like on the level of just watching like a takedown, like kind of like a Disney takedown movie filmed in Disney, like that entertained me a lot. Right. Just, just it existing <laughs> entertained me. <laughs> So I guess that brings us to ranked movies and then mm -hmm. our custom category for the month, which is I'd still go. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, ranked for me, number one, uh, Escape from Tomorrow, weirdly enough, uh, followed by Frozen. And I'd still go, uh, number one for me, Frozen. Because, one, I, I, I ain't going to ski. I, I ain't going to snowboard. I ain't going to get a, on a rickety lift. Nothing like that. However, going up into the mountains in the cold and walking around or even just hanging out in the lodge, vastly preferable than having to step one foot back in Florida. <laughs> At the very least... One, I'm not going to be dumb enough to get myself into the same situation they did. And then mm -hmm. two, at the very least, I would I would at least enjoy freezing to death more than I would dealing with the Florida heat. <laughs> Especially <laughs> dealing with the Florida heat in a crowded-ass theme park full of, like, majority, like, rides that I have no interest in going in, going on, and, and being surrounded by a mass of people that, that I don't want to be around. So between those two options, I will absolutely haul my ass up a, up a snow-covered mountain and just like again, I'm not going to I'm not going to go skiing, but there's a perfectly good lodge. I'm sure you could get some booze up there, some some mm -hmm. some junk food and like that seems cozy as hell to me. Like that seems like a good weekend. So long as you stay off the fucking slopes, boys. <laughs> 
So yeah, that that was my logic behind that. Uh, for me, ranked was uh, Frozen and then Escape from the Morrow. Um, Frozen was just the better movie. Uh, whereas yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, um, Escape from Tomorrow was was cool, but eh. um, I'd still go for me. Escape from Tomorrow, just simply because I think about it, like I I I guess I looked at it from the perspective of California also was an option. I didn't necessarily have to. It was just Disney, right? Like so, like if I can go to Disneyland, I haven't been to Disneyland before, and I'm yeah. all for new experiences. I've been up a mountain before. So I was like, eh, I'd still go to Disneyland because then I can, <laughs> like, they, they got good food, man. And, like, I can go do a cabin without having to get up. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess for me, like, at least if something were to go, like, I don't, just because, like, Escape from Tomorrow, I'd still go. That doesn't necessarily, like, to the same thing of, like, if you're not following the movie step for step. Right. Okay. So you're not staying in a, res- like, you're not, you're not going skiing. You're not doing what they're doing in the movie. Yeah, you're, so, so yeah, it's literally a trip to Disney World, and it's not like actually purgatory. But even so, even if it was, I would still take Frozen over Escape from Tomorrow because Frozen, you got a one in three chance of walking away, scarred but alive. Escape from Tomorrow, you're just fucked. <laughs> I mean, it, but you're just there forever. But but if we're going by by your logic though, what, what, like so I'm going by your logic at this point, like yeah, yeah, rationalizing yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So technically, if I if I if we're going those logics, I don't gotta go inside the park. I could just go to California, go visit Cali. Why not? I don't gotta go in the park. You're gonna get to well, stay in the ski lodge. But the ski lodge is still like where the skiing happens. I'm just not participating in the skiing. <clears throat> but I'm just saying. So you escape from tomorrow. Like I feel like you still but have to you go to the theme park. Frozen? No, but you wouldn't be in Frozen. No, you wouldn't be in Frozen. You don't have to necessarily ride the small world ride. Like that's right. that's where I or, or ride the roller coaster. But you still have to go to the theme park. Then I think honestly, if we avoid the rides and I don't have children when I go, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. So because and that's generally what I did when I was at Disney World anyway. Or Disney, yeah. When I went to Disney World, legitimately, I think I re- I, I read I, I rode Space Mountain, which is how which which is the last coaster I rode, because that was the one I found out that the centrifugal force on my chest just causes my body to think it's having a panic attack. Right. <laughs> um. But um. Other than that, man, I just I just walked around eating food, looking at the mammals. Yeah. And the animals and the reptile. And it was great. It was it was basically um, a giant, like, big walking park, if you really want to be honest, when you're an adult. That's basically what it turns into. Yeah. It's a walk and find food and booze. I'm just, like, especially, like, the last, whenever the last time we went to a theme park was, like, I just had the revelation of, like, yeah, I'm really not a theme park person. Like, it's it fucking too crowded. It's too goddamn right. expensive. Like fuck like i would i I would rather not be here i would rather pay the same amount of money to not go that's fair (laughs) i think i my experience experience as an adult uh, regarding theme parks were like yeah no going up on a mountain and just like even if i'm just hanging out on a lodge and i get shit on because i'm not actually participating in the event that everyone else went up there to participate yeah make fun of me all you want for like not riding the fucking skis 
Like, that's fine. I'm good, man. Like, I'm chilling in the lodge. It's nice and cozy. Like, I can walk outside and, like, get feel the cold. Like, play with the snow. Like, that's also an experience I've had far less of, if, if not mm-hmm. zero of, in my life. And the little bit that I have tasted of it, I've really enjoyed. So, like, I, I would like more of that, please. Where, like, right. it's less crowded. It's just, like, people hanging out, like, doing their own shit. And I, I'm not involved in the the part of the shit that's that would be feasibly crowded, so I don't got to deal with any crowds. Mm-hmm. I can just like hang out and do my own shit and watch other people do the shit. So right. like that that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we can do the danks and the the total points. So danks for Frozen. Yeah, you gotta love rewatching a movie for this show or, or spook show mm-hmm. where where. Once it get, gets gets past a certain point in the movie, you're like, oh well, I already know what the dank score, the total dank score is for this movie. Like so, yeah. Once they got, I wasn't sure like prior to that if if there was anything else, but once they got trapped on that ski lift, I was like, okay, the dank score is two for two kills, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I already know it, it's a half hour into the movie. I already know the score. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yes, D- Dank's uh, score for Frozen two, both of them kills. Uh, Dank's score for Escape from Tomorrow, uh, drug count zero, alcohol count five, nudity count three, kill count three, sex count one. So total Dank score of twelve. So mm. Escape from Tomorrow wins on the Dank score side of things, and mm-hmm. then for mm-hmm. total points that we gave it, um, Escape from Tomorrow uh, came in. Second slash last place with 75 points. Frozen came in first with 85 points. Oh, snap. Pop tamale. But the points don't matter because no. we just trade off. So, and it's my turn to pick. So, for next month, we're doing Tiny Terrors. Mm-hmm. It's like horror movies are like monsters that are, that are small. They're on the small side. Small. Uh, and I'm picking uh, from 1985, Ghoulies. And I picked 1976, Squirm. Squirm. Because it's about worms. It's about killer worms. Squirmy the wormy. Squirmy wormies. Which is cool. I've, I've not seen either of these. So. I Neither have I, ex- so. <laughs> that will be exciting. Indeed. But yeah, there you have it. Thanks to mm-hmm. her super unbeatable scientific process we've determined the greatest vacation from hell movie of all time forever it's adam green's frozen a movie that you will not find on collider's 11 best vacation horror movie list but it's the best one all the same however if you think there's a better one out there you can uh, hit me up on twitter at boon scrublord the spook comes around again. This is your humble reminder to get melted. XOX.